Greetings, Weary Wanderer, and welcome back to Lonely TTRPG, the solo actual play and review podcast. So, this week, if you are tired of the Thanksgiving leftovers for our American friends, or tired of hearing about Americans talk about Thanksgiving, and you're just looking to get away from it all, to escape for a little bit, then we are playing Nomadic by Fari Games. Now, Nomadic was the winner of our Patreon poll for this week. It resoundingly was the one everybody wanted to hear about. But don't worry if you saw a game that you want to see on that poll listed. They are all going to get played. I am just letting my Patreons help determine the order. But on to the game. Nomadic by Fari Games. Nomadic is a solo tabletop roleplay game of exploration and survival. You explore dangerous worlds in a quest to find a new home for humankind. You use oracles when there are uncertainties, perform dangerous actions, and manage different resources to keep your body, your mind, your equipment, and your spaceship in good shape. Nomadic explores themes about isolation, despair, futility, and mental and physical health. Your safety is important, so for this reason, do not hesitate to rewind, rewrite, pause, or take a break as you see fit. To play, you'll need a set of polyhedral dice, a pencil, and something you can either write on or record yourself with for the journaling phase. Humanity abandoned Earth as it got destroyed by catastrophes. The International Space Program sent hundreds of pilots into the depths of space to explore document, and survive the harshness of the void in the hope of finding a new planet where humans could prosper again. During that time, what's left of humanity is left waiting in giant cryoships for a new planet to be discovered. You are a nomad, one of the pilots sent to look for inhabitable worlds through the vastness of the universe. You are equipped with a high-tech exosuit that lets you survive some of the most harsh environments. You carry with you a blaster, a portable drone, scanners, and various sensors. You pilot a Nod-class starship equipped with a light engine and astrodroid who helps keep things in good shape. Alright, so to start, you're going to start on your ship. You've been navigating for a while, and you have finally found a planet to explore. Now, the gameplay loop for this is going to be, you spot a new planet, you're going to describe landing on the planet using some of the various planet sensors that you have available to you, explore the planet as long as you want. If you have any questions while you're there, please refer to the Oracle. We'll be talking about that in a minute. In addition, if you run into any challenges and have to do any checks, there are tables for that as well, which we'll also get to in just a second. When you're done exploring and ready to take off, make a resource roll to see how many resources you found. Leave the planet. Take a moment to reflect on your trip down there. And if that planet wasn't the right one, that's fine. This wasn't for nothing, for the information and resources you gather are still crucial to your efforts. So before we dive too much into some of the other rules, it is important to say that this game is based off of the Breathless SRD, which Fari RPGs has also developed. And this is a great little SRD where 
all your skills can be up to a D12. Every time you use it, it drops down one dice level. So if you had a D10 and you use that skill, then it becomes a D8, then a D6, then a D4. D4 is the floor. Now, this can be reset by you pausing to take a breath or in this game to focus, but that is going to incur some complications. Now, as for some of the gameplay, all right, first of all, you have your Oracle, which is going to be 2d6, add those together and refer to the table. Your answers are going to vary from no and no, yes, but yes, and yes, and then you have your risk Oracle. If you want to try to do something, roll on the risk Oracle to find out how hard or risky it's actually going to be. And then once you find out your risk, then you're going to roll your check using your relative skills. Now, you do have four resource tracks, body, mind, gear, and ship. Whenever you have a complication or you use focus, you're going to choose one of those and you're going to mark a box. So if you have any type of failure or anything like that, you're going to mark a box on your resource track. Now, if you fill up a resource track, then you're going to have to make a choice. You can either abandon your mission, meaning you can't go on and must abandon. As a result, you will die in the coming hours. The cause of your death is directly related to the last resource track you marked. Make a final log entry. Or you can push forward. You knew this wasn't going to be easy and you aren't about to give up. Leave the current system, fast forward several weeks or months, and clear all of your tracks. You are now in a new system. Start a new log and find a new planet to explore. And then, of course, when you're leaving a planet, there is resource checks. Now, resources are an abstract value that represents what you scavenge as you explore. When you leave a planet, roll a d20 to find out how much you scavenge. And depending on your roll, that is going to range from 1 to 8. Now, at any time, you can consume as many resources as you want to clear away the same amount of boxes on a track. When you do this, you take the time to heal yourself and repair your equipment so that you can continue the mission. So, for example, you have two boxes checked in your mind track and you have three resources. Well, you're a little nervous. The next place that you're going to be, you think it's going to be challenging. So you spend two resources to clear out those boxes. You can also use that in order to prevent having to make a choice just yet and continue to explore. Next up, you have your planet scanners. And this is going to start with a planetary scan to tell you if it has life or if it is barren. If it has life, you have a region scanner to tell you biome, weather, and terrain, a wildlife detector, and a flora monitor. Now, all of these would be used, again, on planets that show signs of life. If you don't want to come up with your own complications and you want to just roll for it, there are complication tables for your four main tracks. And finally, you have your character sheet. So, building your character, you are going to start off with a D10, a D8, and a D6. So, put that in the three skills that you want. All your other skills are going to be a D4. Then, you also have determination. Your skills aren't all you have to survive. Sometimes, you can rely on sheer determination to push forward and make the mission a success. You may use determination once 
instead of a skill rating. And with determination, you roll a d12. Now, focus, you can focus as many times as you want. But remember, every time you focus, yes, your skills will reset to their initial dice level. But you are marking a box on the resource track. And you're going to need to do a complication. So, focus is not free, but it is a great option if you need to reset. But without further ado, let us go ahead and dive on in to Nomadic. Now, I've already taken the I've already taken the time to fill out my character sheet. I decided that, you know, oh, Nomad Steel Stash, he's going to be a bit of a be a bit of a rogue on here, a bit of a rogue trader type. You know, he signed up to explore and find some interesting things. You know, find what interesting things that he can have. So I gave myself a D10 in the learn stat, which will be analyze, investigate, and grasp. Now, you know, being off on his own, he took a D8 in the tinker stat for repair, revamp, and restore. And then we also have a D6 in the dash stat for run, jump, and climb. Because, you know, sometimes, sometimes the best option is to get away. Well, this is Nomad Steel Stash. Duty log. We have arrived in the Alpha Percy system. Sensors currently show that there are five planets that fit the Goldilocks zone criteria that we're looking for. So we're just going to go ahead and head on into the closest one and we're going to see if we're going to see if that one fits the bill. Initiating planet analyzer. And so far, things look promising. We sh are showing signs of life. On this planet. Now let's see if we can't find ourselves a suitable spot to touch down. And it would appear that. It appear one of the most promising locations. Seems to be some type of forest area. Luckily scanners are showing. That's a nice clear day. I mean I can see it's a clear day. I don't see any clouds in the sky overhead. And. But sensors are showing decent weather. It would seem that the mountain range. That we are part of. Are capturing. Most of the bad weather, keeping it on the other side. So we're just going to go ahead and check out that little forest area right there. And let's see if any wildlife are turning up on scanners. And it seems that we got some small reptile-like creatures down there. And uh, just pulling up some of the enhanced scanners. Yeah, they look to be slimy little suckers now, don't they? But they seem to only be going after the, going after the plant life. But they seem rather aggressive toward each other. Hopefully that don't translate to aggression towards us. After all, they are quite small. With any luck, we will be able to be an imposing and intimidating figure on them. And finally, let's see what our let's see what our plant scanners pull up. See if our plant scanners pull up anything. And the floor scanners, they're pulling up some some gigantic type plants. And it seems to be dominated by gigantic climbers in this air force. So Small lizards, big plants. That seems to be the theme around here. Well, I guess there ain't no time like the present. Might as well head on down there and go check them out. And with that, I'm going to land the ship. 
And we're going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and start taking a look around. And I am looking for like right now I'm looking for a suitable spot to build some type of some type of initial landing zone. Now I know I'm in the mountains and that's not great for finding good spots to land. I was able to do it because I have a nice small ship, but we're talking about like we're talking about cryo boats here. And them cryo boats, they some big suckers. You know, they're gonna need plenty of spot. So based on based on my initial landing zone, is there anywhere that's even suitable? Anywhere that's even suitable. And we rolled a nine. Yes. Yes. Seems like Seems like I have found a good spot. At the very least, at the very least, I found a spot that is large enough and flat enough that I don't have to worry about anything except for the plants and the animals in the area. So, I guess now the question is, how much how much work is this gonna be? Like, do we start do we start clear cutting now, or not? Cause we're gonna have to clear cut. We're gonna have to clear cut some of this in order to build that landing spot. So do I start clear cutting here? And that is going to be a no and. And I'm gonna say that no, we don't start clear cutting here. And we can't really use the rest of the area because of these lizards. Now, we did describe the lizards as aggressive. So, I'm going to do a slight modification of the rules. I'm going to go ahead and add a plus one to my, to my oracle question. Because anything over a four is going to be a yes. Or, correction. I'm going to add a plus two. Because anything over a six is going to be a yes. And so, that's going to account for the fact that these are like listed as aggressive lizards. So, like, do these lizards, like, start attacking me? No. Manages barely squeak in there. All right, so what other reason is it going to be that we can't land here? Because the ground is flat enough. Is it the mount, like, is it the mountainous terrain? Does it have something to do with the mountainous terrain? And that is a 10, which is... Yes, so it has to do with the mountainous terrain. Does it have to do with the metal in the mountainous terrain? That is another yes. So, fun fact that I know, radio communications can be disrupted by certain ore deposits, like iron ore deposits, things like that. Things that have an electromagnetic signature or things that are magnetic can interfere with the electromagnetic signature. So... I'm going to say that while I'm down here, like, I'm down here, I'm walking around, and I'm checking this place out, and, like, I realized that, that my comms are on the fritz. My radios are on the fritz. Like, I'm not right next to my ship. Like, this, we're going to go ahead and say that the clearing that I could land in was a little ways back, and that wasn't suitable for the cryo boats. This is the spot that's suitable for the cryoboats, but I'm not able to communicate well with my I'm not able to communicate well with my ship because of the ore in the area. So 
Let's see, can I do a skill check on this? Actually, let's go ahead and roll a learn check. Well, no, and see, so like the problem with the checks is, the problem with the checks is if the check is not risky, you automatically succeed, which I like. But like just knowing that, knowing that there's an ore deposit in the area, that there's a lot of iron in the area and it's messing with communication. Like that's, that's not risky to know. Is it just iron ore? Is it the iron or is there something else messing with it? Is there something else messing with the communications in the area? And that's a four, which is just a no. So no, it's the iron. Well, it seems like this particular region ain't, ain't exactly suitable. Let's go ahead and head on back to the ship. And we're going to go ahead and try another region out. We're going to just go, we're just going to go to another region. This is not a suitable spot. Let's see if we can find one more spot on the planet. Before I do that, I'm going to go roll a D6 to see how many regions are actually suitable on the planet. Four. So this is not in the rules. This is just me adding something. So I've currently checked one of the four available regions. So we're going to go ahead and go back to our scanners and we're going to find another biome to check out. So that is going to be another 2d10 plus 1d4. And we got two 10s and a 1. So that is going to be a tundra and a sandstorm. And also in the mountains. And is there any wildlife in the area? That's 1, 2, 3, 4d6 plus 1d4. So gigantic. All right. Scan of the new region complete. And it seems that... Uh, Seems we got ourselves another mountainous tundra. This one's a tundra with a gigantic invertebrates and with feathers for some reason. I ain't never seen an invertebrate with feathers, but there you go. And they seem to be eating all the small flowers in the area. Now, as I fly, er, as I'm flying in, there seems to be some sort of storm going on, some sort of sandstorm. So I'm gonna say this is not a suitable spot either. This is not a great location to land. But my question is, do I receive damage from the storm? That is a yes. All right, so I'm a forced land because of storm damage. So, and I'm actually going to go ahead and give that a tick on my, I'm going to give that a tick on my ship as well. So, I'm forced down into here because of storm damage. And, and this sandstorm is actually actively going on. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm not too keen on getting outside and trying to repair this ship in the middle of a sandstorm. But what we're going to do is we're going to roll to see how risky this is going to be. That's an eight. So this situation is risky. So this is definitely going to be tinker. I'm going to have to tinker to try to fix my ship up. So that's going to be roll 1d8. Oh, and that's an eight. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. So on an eight or on a five plus, you succeed. The higher the result, the better the effect. Well, there was a risk. There's always a risk. Had to worry about Sandstorm messing up my suit. But luckily, we were able to get in there and quickly knock out this, knock out this repair. So yeah, we're going to go ahead and call this region a no-go. And we're going to go ahead and move on to the next spot.
Alright, y'all, rolling up into the third region. We got ourselves a desert with some plains. That's definitely suitable, definitely a lot of land. We're in the middle of a storm right now. You know, desert storm. Should, shouldn't last too long, these desert storms ever do. So, I'm gonna go ahead and land, take a look around. Uh, there's some giant amphibian-like creatures with fur running around here. And... You know, sensors say they're saprotrophic. That would that would be interesting to see. Seeing a giant frog eating dead tree. Luckily, luckily there does seem to be some normal trees running around here. Some some normal looking trees. Well, normal height looking trees. Got this weird green color going around to them. So you got these weird green trees and you got these scraggly looking trees that kind of remind me of mesquite back home. And it seems like these frog-like things, they jump on them, knock them to the ground, and just start chowing down. And it seemed to wait a couple days before they start chowing down, but... I mean... So sad to behold, giant frog-like things jumping in the storm. They're probably loving this weather. Help speed up that rot on them trees for them. But one important question to ask is, is the area flooding? I'm going to give myself another plus two because I know that deserts flood easily. I know, it sounds like a surprise. They do. Oh, that is a 12. So that is a yes and. Not only is the area flooding, it seems to be a flash flood. So it seems that, seems that I landed in a decent spot. Um. All right, did I land on high ground? Yes. All right. So yes, I landed on high ground. Yes, and I landed on high ground. So yes, and I landed on high ground. I picked a good spot to land. So I do have, like, my ship is protected. So I had to have been walking around. And as I was walking around, I seem to have found myself in a in a wash. And there's a flash flood coming. And so that's no bueno. That is no good. Let us see how risky this is right now. Three. Apparently not risky at all. I don't like that roll. This is risky. This is risky. Flash floods are no joke. I will I will take that not risky at all as saying that, well, at least like I was able to see it. So we're going to roll our dash. To try and get out of the way of this flash flood. No! No, and that is a failure. So that is going to be a, another box tick. And this one we're going to take to the body. So we're going to be, we're going to be bodied by this. And let's see what happens. Let's see what the fate charts say. You did a bad move and you sprained your ankle. Oh no. Oh no. So was I able to was I able to get out of the wash before I sprained my ankle? Yes. Yes, but. Alright, so yes, I was able to get out of the wash, but I'm on the wrong side. Hey O'Connell, it looks to me like we got all the injuries. Hey Benny, it looks to me like you're on the wrong side of the river. And so we are. We are on the wrong side of the we're on the wrong side of this wash. And yeah, it's going to be a minute before the storm ends. Now, the frogs are territorial. Do I have a frog coming towards me? No. All right, cool. So I seem to be relatively safe. 
So I am able to I am able to wait it out. Actually, how risky is waiting it out? So waiting it out is risky. I'm going to go ahead and use my learn to see if I can find a suitable shelter to wait this out in. Man, I am not doing good right now. That is another failure. So we're going to do this one of the mind. We're going to do this one of the mind because it's wet. It's not a good spot. I know I'm not in a great spot. My ankle hurts. I am not. I'm not doing well, y'all. I just want to be back in my ship. I want to be back in the warm, dry. I want to be able to go on my merry way. Like, I'm done with this plan. I don't even care what the third biome is or the fourth biome. So I'm going to say that I'm going to say the rain only lasts for about 20 or 30 minutes. Like, that's that's a good length for a desert storm. You know, it's another it's another 20 minutes or so before the water in the wash settles down enough that I feel confident moving through it. And I'm going to get back to my ship. I'm going to load up and I mean, I'll mark the desert as a possibility. The planet as a whole, like the forested mountain has potential, but the forested mountain has potential, but those, those iron deposits in the mountains, that's going to make communication rough. You know, it's not exactly ideal. Desert's a decent spot to uh, set up. Got plenty of room to grow. But it's a desert. A lot of people don't like living in deserts. You know, might be a little bit of a shock to those people in the cryosleep. Wake up from their nice cold bed into a nice hot living room, so to speak. So we're just going to mark this place as a possibility. And we're going to call it a day. We're going to go back. We're going to go check out one of the other planets. And before we take off, let us see how many resources we got. Ah, really wants to get me in the end. That is one resource. We found one resource. And that is where we're going to stop for tonight. That is nomadic. So that's good. <laughs> I like that game. That game's fun. That's a great game. I really like the, I really like the breathless mechanic. The constantly moving things down and the fact that taking the fact that taking a break costs something. That's I think that's something that a lot of games forget, you know, especially, especially games like D&D where you can just take a short rest whenever and it's up to the dungeon master to do something. But, you know, sometimes they don't want to do something and sometimes not going to lie as players, we tend to get a little miffed when we're like, I'm taking a short rest. And the dungeon master's like, cool. You're in the middle of a dungeon and the monsters see you and they attack and you get no benefits. You know, we get, we get mad as players about that. You know, I do. I do. I'm a, I'm a horrible player. I'm a good GM or I'm a good DM. Bad player, bad player. I can say that in hindsight, looking back on how I play some of my games, but like, I like the fact that with breathless, with breathless, like that is just built in. It's like, yes, you can take a break whenever it is going to cost you. It is going to cost you mentally. It is going to cost you physically. Hell, it might break some of your equipment. You know, like there is, there is no free lunch out here in the vastness of space. So I like that. I think the I think the exploration mechanics are great. 
I really enjoy the exploration mechanics. You know, a couple things, a couple things that it's missing is something for like how many places you can explore on the planet. Cause if I'm just look, I got it. Planet Earth has a lot of regions and a lot of biomes within those regions. I got it. As a player, I don't want to think about all that stuff. You know, especially if I have a table for everything else. Give me a table for how many regions I can explore. You know, I solve that by just rolling a simple D8. I think that I think that just codifying it in the game would be nice. You know, same thing with how many planets are in a system. I know that's kind of not the point. You know, there's always going to be a planet there because the planet is where the game is. You know, just just from a world building perspective, which is the the nittiest of picks. You know, definitely definitely my world building coming out. Well, if only we had a if only we had a table for how many planets are in the solar system and how many regions are in the area. I got it. Like the look, I got it. But great game, super fun, super fun, super enjoyed it. This is definitely something to check out. Definitely got some strong, some strong exploration vibes. And, you know, I know it says solo, but it, this is like one of those ones that's easy to play as a group as well. So if you got some friends, you want to explore something, check this out as well. Or if you're bored and you just want to explore something or you want to like create an environment for just some reason, this is a great game. This is a great game to check out. This is a great game to get. Strongly recommend that y'all do it. And you can find this game on Itch for $5.99. All you have to do is go to fari-rpgs.itch.io slash nomadic. And if you do, tell them that Steel Stash sent you. And before we go, if you're bored and you've already picked up this game, and you're still looking for some others, maybe check out some of the great games that I've written for the Black Dragon Dungeon Company over on DriveThruRPG or Itch. We're talking games like Surveyors, which is another map-making and exploration game where you just play a group of homunculus wandering around trying to find alchemical resources for your wizard. So if you got the Itch, Nomadic has been great, but you need something else, you know, check out Surveyors. It's only like three bucks. And again, you can find that on DriveThruRPG and Itch. But again, I've been Steel Stash. Thank you very much for joining us. And remember, I must ask y'all to stay awesome. You've been listening to Lonely TTRPG, the solo TTRPG live play and review. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. You can also reach us at Twitter at BDDC underscore pod or at black dragon dungeon company at gmail.com if you really like us you can consider supporting us on patreon at patreon.com slash black dragon dungeon company thank you so much